Hi, and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And uh, that's... You this... didn't burp. I didn't burp. I was going to burp for like a second because I'm actually well, luckily I'm drinking a beer. we just discovered a mute button. Yeah, we discovered... we've owned our mics for uh, about 18 months. Just discovered they have mute buttons. Um... Isn't there a movie like that where someone like... Like two teenagers are not with mute buttons, but they're no, like going through a passageway and someone presses something and then they're like suddenly gone and the other person's like, Where'd you go? And the other person's like, I'm just on the other wild side of the wall, can't you hear me? And yes, then, this sounds familiar. Right? That's the way this was. This I think this, this, this discovery happened. About... I pressed the button on the, the mic and just kept talking and then I hear Sarah just go, Are you there? I think you're talking like, about oh. an episode of the television show Wishbone starring the jack russell terrier wishbone or like the goonies or yeah. something or like <laughs> no wishbone didn't have that kind of trope in a million different things where like one person disappear. like discovers the hidden room by like right. they like lean into the bookshelf and then they like spin around yeah that's and what then the finding other person turns is. around and they're like what <laughs> that's what finding this mute button on these samson mics is um what? i'm sorry i took us on that journey um, okay. tell me about your past two weeks <laughs> um so this weekend, I went with our friend Heather to New York to see, to the theater. Oh, you went to the theater? I went to the theater. Um, That's nice. And I saw the play uh, Burn This, which I which I wanted to see solely for the purpose of seeing uh, Adam Driver in real life. Um Wait, is this the Adam Driver, Carrie Russell? This is the Adam movie, Driver, Carrie Russell movie, play. Play show? again. It is the theater. The theater. Ooh. Um. I yeah. I asked for tickets to this show for my birthday. Um, oh, and, nice. Uh, and and my husband got them for me, and uh, he had no interest at all in actually seeing the play. So. <laughs> um, oh, I... and wow! And somehow you convinced our friend Heather to go to New York to see a play with you. I had that to must see... have been such a heavy lift. <laughs> it really was finding the right um, Adam Driver obsessed <laughs> friend of mine to go. Heather was see probably this. like waiting for you to ask, just be like, good, yeah, actually I she paid off Tom to not want to go. I know. <laughs> no, she did not need to. He was like, I'm not seeing this with you. <laughs> um, I it was it was really wonderful. Adam Driver is so much bigger in real life. Than... What a weird thing to say, Sarah. He was, he, he's gargantuan. <laughs> well, he's, he's tall, right? He's like six foot three or something? At least. How the tall man is, Adam is a giant. Now I need Siri back. Like, where? The man is, is a giant. Um, I love Adam Driver. I'm obsessed with him. I, I love him. I mean, honestly, I, I, I he's like. He's 6'2. He's 6'2. Okay. I was thinking he was more like 6'9. That's taller than both of us. <laughs> Stacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it basically is like me and a half. Um, You're not I, that short. No, I'm not that short. But Two and a quarter. <laughs> it was Adam Driver. It was Carrie Russell from The Americans. Um, she was... The play was like, whatever. The play is like, fine. It's a revival of a play from the 80s that originally starred John Malkovich. Um, and... So Adam Driver is in the John Malkovich role, and I never really saw the through line, nor did I consider a through line between Adam Driver and John Malkovich. And now I really 
they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Oh, I wish you didn't say that. I mean, not looks wise, but but no, like but, their but presence. I, like even any sort of John Malkovich creeps me the hell out. Oh, same. That's his whole. Adam deal. Driver doesn't, but That's comparisons of Adam Driver to John Malkovich will creep me more out about Adam Driver. Yeah, I mean, fair. Like, but you know, so the play is like fine adam driver is very 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 good there's a scene where he's not wearing pants it's great um he also walks around in a tiny um kind of kimono type bathrobe for a like an entire scene um that's wonderful carrie russell is obviously a genius but she's like not great in this role but it was kind of thrilling to see her um mere feet away from me and i was hoping that i would see matthew reese because we were there on a saturday night so i was like maybe matthew reese is like lurking around here somewhere um but if he was he did not make himself known to me that's like when amy our friend amy and i went to go see jen um jenny slate do comedy and Mm -hmm. like we were joking about it was when she was dating chris evans we were like is captain america here and then like we found out the next day that he had been there. <laughs> he was oh, backstage. he had been? And yeah, yeah. He like posted like, uh, or someone from BYT had posted like a, like an Instagram photo with, with Chris Evans in the green room. And like, <laughs> Amy oh, lost dang. her mind. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like best that I, if if Matthew Reese was there, it's like best that Reese I didn't know about there, it. I would have been like, yeah. I, yeah. I would have like lost like Adam Driver and Matthew Reese in the same room together. Like I would combust. So like I can't need to really do a handle movie it. together. I know. I'm like I like I can't. Or a TV show because it. that's what our a podcast is about. Yes, it is about. It's TV not about shows. theater. Speaking yeah. of which, <laughs> so um, okay. First of all, we both watched uh, some of. I think you should leave. Um, over the last couple of weeks. I, I mean, I think we both, did we both watch all of it? I watched all of it. I watched, watched half of it. Of so it. the problem was that I watched, I watched a couple episodes after I had gone out with friends for a, a while and I came back and I was not entirely sober. And it is not a show to watch late at night when you just want something funny to watch to like get you tired after you've had like a bottle of wine, say, just, you know. So I you would had a say, whole although I would say and it's maybe better when intoxicated. Yes. No, I don't no? think so. It's actually like maybe a little, but not this, not this far. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like this is a habit of mine, but I was not in a state where I appreciated this really, really absurd, <laughs> weird sketch comedy show. Yeah. So I went back and I rewatched them, and I was kind of like, okay, definitely don't really even remember this skit, and this is very funny. And so anyway, I have now to finish the whole thing so so i mean i watched all of it um so i think you should leave with tim robinson is a show on netflix um it's a sketch sketch show um it is to me so it's it's from tim robinson who uh, i think co-created the show detroiters on comedy central which i now feel like maybe i've overlooked (laughs) because i feel like well we've talked about this i've mentioned this that like that's a show i've heard good things about and well it's not on anymore but i had heard good things about and wanted to watch but the comedy central streaming options are really bad like you can't get uh should see if it's on hulu i feel like a lot of it might be central now. stuff right does eventually but i remember end up the last time i looked it wasn't it wasn't i mean yeah. so it's from um yeah tim robinson co-created that show with sam richardson who is uh 
plays Richard on Veep and who does pop up in I Think You Should Leave as well. And then it's also produced by the Lonely Island guys. Um, yeah, I noticed that. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Kiva. Uh, God, I don't remember his name. But um, and and uh, of course, um, God, what's his face from SNL? Lonely Island. Um, um, oh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Um, yeah. And the Kiva Schaefer. And Kiva I Schaefer. the third guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. The third and the third guy. And the third guy. Bunch of Jews. Probably all Jews. Um, they all went to um, my our friend Tessa's high school. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what happens when you're a coastal elite? Introduced us to them because I don't... Yeah, mm. I know. Um, so I feel like I put I Think You Should Leave solidly in the do watch column but it's like a bb plus for me i'd say b i mean because it's not it's like it's revolutionary it's right it's not revolutionary comedy so you're not gonna like there's no way you can give it an a just because it's not even trying to be that you know what i mean so um i you know each episode the sketches are you know it's like sn you know it's like a none of this none of the sketches are funnier than others yeah some are funnier than others they're hit or miss i mean none of them are related there's no through lines really between i don't think any of them um but it's and there's great guest stars throughout they're great guest stars i mean so i didn't realize this vanessa bayer um, Cecily Strong, Cecily Strong. a bunch of like a lot of SNL like people SNL because, mainstays, you know? well, because so. Tim Robinson was on SNL, which I didn't realize. Who? Tim Robinson uh, was on oh. SNL for a year. Um, wow. Well, <laughs> so because we don't watch SNL. Really. Right. <laughs> he was in the cast for a year and then I think he was a writer for several years after that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of SNL guest stars. Will Forte is in the, <laughs> the one sketch where he's like, he's like the guy on the plane who... Is getting I thought revenge. that one was so funny. <laughs> yeah, he's getting revenge on Tim Robinson's character for crying on a plane when he was a baby <laughs> and, and the, ruining the his life. the funniest thing about that, he's like, it was 1982. <laughs> you were nine months old. I was 48. And I'm like, is he supposed to be like 80 years old right now? He does look like that deranged old man. <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, I, that one's really funny. Like, I I think the whole idea behind these they're supposed to be deeply uncomfortable, deeply weird. It's a very Tim and Eric vibe to me. Yeah. If you're into Tim and Eric, and of course Tim Heidegger is in an episode. Um yeah. I, I feel like you can't go wrong with this show. I need to call out though, I mean that's why I love Sam Richardson. We've previously he is so funny. Sam Richardson is hilarious. And I think you and I both have the same favorite sketch. It's Baby of the Year. Baby. We gotta put a baby of the year <laughs> excerpt here. <laughs> Who will be the baby of the year? Look at their rolls. Look at their folds. Look at their rummy bummy tummies. Heads around, bellies are squishy. Look at the toes, lasso many curl and shrimp. Are they ticklish? Are they jigglish? Can they be tricked? Can they be chucked? Which ones will move? Which ones will talk? But more important, which ones can dance? Oh, who will be baby of the year? Thank you. Uh, welcome back. It's been a grueling three months, but we've narrowed it down to three chubby little babies. From Salisbury, North Carolina, Michael Patrick Porkin. From Laverne, North Dakota, little Taffy Lee Fubbin. 
and the bad boy of the competition, Bart Harley Jarvis. Fuck you, Harley Jarvis! Fuck you, Harley Jarvis! Get out! God damn it! <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was reading. I was. I was reading a. Uh, I was reading a summary it just keeps of it. I was reading a summary of it, and I started to lose it all over. Again. Just reading about it. There's an AV Club article that that ranks every sketch, and I mean it's only like eight episodes, and they're like twenty minutes long. But like, it was so many words to write about the stupid show, and I was like, and, it, and they and they had Baby of the Year as number one. I was like, thank God. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was reading there right about it. Oh yeah, I'm looking at one like thrillist wrote about it. They also like gave it a top oh ranking. And they're, like, um, any opportunity to swear at babies who don't know what the hell is going on is good. Oh my god, it was so good. I also I, I saw some votes in, Bart in the Harley favor. Jarvis. <laughs> the baby names are fucking hilarious. I like I I saw some votes in favor of the um the sketch of the focus group with the the weird eighty year old Cuban guy who is like. Oh, maybe you didn't get that far. I think that's in the I last. I did. You maybe didn't get that. I think I want to say it's in the second to last or the last episode. Okay, it's another very weird one that's like this focus group that goes off the rails because this like guy who's apparently like an 85 year old Cuban actor is like, is just like, he's just, de- he's totally deranged. Um, anyway, but the baby of the year is, is it's a, it's an early high point. Um... <laughs> What else? Did you watch anything else uh, over the last? Uh, um, no, that's that's kind of it. Plus our our main entree. Okay. Oh God, I always do that stupid metaphor. Don't mm. let me do that anymore. These um, are just the tidbits. These are it's tidbits. because I've never had dinner when we're recording. So right, it's like, like food on tonight. the brain. Um, well, you've been watching play up basketball. Yeah. So, so listeners, even if you're not a sports fan. There's something you should know, and it's that the NBA is the greatest and dr- most dramatic, like, professional sports league. These guys are, one, so incredibly talented and wonderful and great. They can also be so petty, and, like, you get, like, anyway, playoff basketball is so much fun, and I have been watching a lot of it. So, um, I did make time, though, for I think you should leave because, you know, nothing captures the, you know, 20, 2019 zeitgeist, like, like deeply weird sketch comedy. Deeply but, weird um, sketch comedy and basketball. I mean, I will say that, like, yeah. I follow on Twitter. I mostly follow women um, and I follow a lot of women who are in to basketball. Um Weirdly, I follow a lot of women who are into Cleveland basketball specifically. But well, it's because well, they I mean, not used to weirdly. have the best team, but right. yeah. And now it's like, I mean, I th- I do think the discourse about like are the Warriors ruining basketball, I I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think about that a lot. I don't know if it's so much. I mean, they're gonna get they're gonna be bad again, and I don't yeah. think I don't think they ruined basketball. I don't. But um, and like. Right now, their series is tied two to two with Houston. So yeah. I mean, like they could possibly still lose. I, still I lose. don't think they will, but like they could. But like at a certain point, they, you know, I, I'm more worried about baseball to be honest. But you know, yeah. we don't have to get into that. Um, I will say, I need baseball to recommend... has like you know no salary caps and like it's deeply uneven and you right. just keep getting the Yankees and the Red Sox right and over the and Dodgers, over again. So yes. it's just like stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but at least with like you know, basketball, there is some like 
you know, revenue sharing, I think. so. Something kind of interesting that you and possibly other basketball-oriented listeners may be interested in is there was a pretty cool, um, I think it was this American Life story from maybe two weeks ago um, or three weeks ago that was about, there was a story um, about basketball refs and their mm. and their biases um and how their biases have and like how like refs the way that refs like impact the game of basketball in like ways beyond like what we um can like really see on the court it was it was yeah. pretty interesting um it's written the story was by the guy who did um who wrote Moneyball and uh, and like you know he writes a lot of like stats oriented baseball stuff and anyway yeah. that was super interesting and I don't care about really this at all. Yeah, um, no, that stuff is cool. I think people forget a lot that like a lot of these sports have not existed for all of human history. Right, and that um, <laughs> and they're constantly like, they, evolving and they evolve. Right. Yeah, like yeah. basketball now is so unbelievably different than it was in like the seventies and even the nineties. Like the style of play and like all that. Anyway. We can move on from sports. You are such a good sport, Sarah, for, for, <laughs> for trying to engage me on um, basketball. And I'm engaging doing in your it content. successfully. Thank yeah, you. I'm engaging in your content. Um, yeah. Engaging with um, your content. Thank you for finally, like, respecting, like... <laughs> finally, basketball you know, gets some attention. <laughs> yeah, like, sports never gets any yeah. attention. Um, so I, quickly before we move on, I the other thing that I've been watching is FX's Fosse Verdon. Which this I... makes me feel so guilty because I was the one that had been like, I'm definitely going to watch this. I'm going to watch Sam Rockwell dance. And like, oh, you're gonna, gonna, not going to watch it, Sarah? And I know, and I didn't think I was going to watch it. You were watching it, and I have not watched a single episode. Right, I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch this. But then I was yeah. like, maybe I will watch it. I mean, I'm kind of like half in the bag for like any FX miniseries <laughs> from the get-go is yeah. maybe somewhat inclined to be up my alley um and so this has choreography and choreography and i do love musicals honestly is the dancing good in it yeah the dancing is very good um the dancing is good uh you know honestly um michelle williams and uh what's his face um who's playing sam rockwell oh yeah sam rockwell was playing uh bob fossey um they're both good i mean he's not doing that much he doesn't really have to do that much but she does she has to do a lot of pretty intense dancing because Gwen Verdon was primarily a dancer. Um, I didn't really know anything. I didn't really know the name Gwen Verdon before. Oh, I a hundred percent did not. I, yeah, I I did not. I mean, I knew, I knew Bob Fosse. Um, I I mean, I don't, I don't know um, much about theater or like, no, neither do I. I mean, I, I really like musicals, but like primarily modern ones. I mean, I I think the my favorite like my favorite like old musical is probably The Music Man. Um, I love the music. That's a in good that. one. I love the music. In really, that. one of those really weird relationships between a man <laughs> and a woman, but it's a good uh, music. Highly questionable. Yeah. Um, but Bob Fosse did Cabaret. He did uh, Pippin. He did um, you know. Like, Pippin always. <laughs> I've never seen Pippin. I don't know anything about it, but like, same. Pippin I had. I looked like up the, the Wikipedia. of all of them. Like, it basically is. It basically is like a medieval. I I didn't. I actually looked up the Wikipedia when and there's like because there's like an episode that's mostly about his production of Pippin and uh, and I did not know anything about it. Um, and it looks stupid. <laughs> um, I I think. Oh no. All the, um, all the Pippin. 
lovers in our listening uh, circle are going to like riot against us. I know the Pippin stands. Um, (laughs) I didn't know that the song whatever Lola wants was from Damn Yankees. Um, Or yeah, Damn yeah, and whatever Lola wants. Um, Oh, I think that. Oh yeah, I. Yeah. So that that was. I think I might have known that. I've never seen Um, it. I have also never seen that and uh, don't, yeah, damn Yankees. Um, and didn't, still don't r- super care about it, but like, honestly, seeing the portrayal of, of seeing Michelle Williams' uh, portrayal of, of it kind of makes me want to see it. Um, I think the show is good. I don't think it's great. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it Michelle Williams... doesn't seem like Williams, it's getting much buzz. It's not getting a ton of buzz. I think Michelle Williams will definitely... I mean, both of them will definitely be nominated for Emmys and Golden Globes. Um, I think she... You think for this? Definitely win. Oh, for sure. All right. All for right. sure. I'm We've saying it that. now. It's on the record. It's on the record. For sure. I don't know that they'll win, especially him, but um, I think that she could very well win. Um and i mean i think you're like this whether or not you watch this is like what your stomach is for tales of male tortured geniuses uh and you know what yeah and i think that might be why i haven't started it yet it's because as you know my stomach is very weak for that stuff yeah our tolerance is low yeah like my not watching for like a whole month was just like shows like that like the whole like genius picasso whatever like pablo picasso yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right like it's right there in the name i just kept naming that show yeah <laughs> still not gonna watch it i mean i think this was really posited or like this was really positioned as like don't worry guys it's not just about the tortured genius who was the tortured like possible misogynist genius who was bob fossey it was um it's about you know, Gwen Verdon and how she, it was like really all, you know, so much of his success is owed to her and how she's as big a part of the story as he is. And like, it kind of starts out that way. There have been four episodes. The fifth one is this week. Um, but it starts out that way, but then like it devolves into this, it, it devolves into, I mean, it seems to devolve into a story about him, a guy who takes credit for this woman's work uh a toxic you think that boss. might shift back though i don't i hope so i mean so the whole show is also ca- basically it's not told chronologically it goes back and forth in time to different periods of their lives so um, maybe you've just had like a couple episodes that are going to him and now it might go back to her that's true it, it is all it's basically that's kind of like the trend now with a bunch of these kind of shows is to like have i'm hoping i mean th- i will say this it is the way it is structured is both like this non-chronological but it's also it, it's it's leading up to his death. So the whole show is kind of a, the way it's structured is like a countdown to his death. So there's a happy ending. Right. Yeah. I mean, on it, like it's not a spoiler to say the show starts with his death. So, um, you know, we know that. But like, I mean, I hope that the balance shifts at least somewhat back to her because I mean, Michelle Williams is fucking great i mean she's really good but uh, so much of the story so far has been you know he is this alcoholic drug addled womanizer who's a genius and is winning all these oscars and she's kind of like she's had some really incredible scenes but i'm like what like just I, i don't think it's it's not it's not like a new story you know and 
Although it does well, kind of make me want to see all that jazz. He won't win because he's not playing a racist. Right. Yeah. Sam Rockwell must. I mean, he is, I'm sure. I'm sure that, I'm sure that Bob Fosse was probably racist in Actually, yeah. That, maybe that'll be the next episode about him. Yeah. No one sue me for saying that. But I, I mean, in the way that, like, you know, most white people were, were slash are racist. Like, yeah. I'm sure Bob Fosse was. are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I think I'm hoping it does. And I hope like I can kind of come back to this and be like, you know, what, it did wind up being this, uh, an interesting story that was just as much about her, but I don't know. I also don't really know exactly how many episodes there are and we're on four. Maybe there's eight, I would assume. But, um, anyway, I don't know. It's okay. I think it's good. And it's certainly if you're very into Bob Fosse and like into this world, you know, I think it's it's probably worth watching, but if you're not, I don't know that I recommend it. So good, good, good tips. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what we do recommend? Toucan birdie. Are you ready to, yeah. Toucan, toucan birdie. <laughs> Sorry. I kind of cut you off at the pass there. <laughs> no, I was, I was just making sure that you were ready to move on. Okay. And like clearly like, yes, right. I am Tuca and birdie. I couldn't tell if you were like maybe leading up to a big reveal, but. Oh, I had a whole thing. You had a musical Sarah. number. <laughs> you had a musical number to introduce. It was a presentation yeah. and a PowerPoint. <laughs> Did you hear about the, uh, sorry, politics again, Andrew Yang? Is that his name? That yes, guy circumcision dude. He had like a, a rally in California and he was like, "My when I'm president, I'm going to have this powerpoints at the state of the union and then everyone in the crowd just started chanting powerpoint 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 that is some straight up veep shit right there i know we are living in a veep episode chanting for powerpoints yeah oh that poor guy's not going anywhere um he's not um but i'm glad that there's some weird like delusional people that support him anyway uh this is not a politics podcast um well, actually, in the who are we sense kidding? that it's our so, lives it sort are of political. is sometimes. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, Tuca and Birdie. This show, it's a new Netflix show streaming on Netflix. Um, it's ten episodes, I think, ten or eleven. It's ten. Yeah. Ten, and it's um, a cartoon, and it's created um, by Lisa Hanawalt, who did the. Was she? Is she just the cartoon, like the the artist for BoJack? Yeah, she's the art. She's the art director slash, like, production designer. I think she's the art director. Like, she designed all of the characters on BoJack Horseman. Like, she designed the look and the look of the show, the look of the environment. Yeah. Yeah, and she, like, she'll put in all those, like, sight gags, you know, um, like, you know, uh, jokes and stuff in the background of... Uh, although she's Bojack. notably not a writer on bojack so no she, she's not yeah but but, she, I, but she's clearly like a funny person and i bet a lot of those are hers for sure and i think the creative sure. force like the creative vision of the show is you know it, at least at least driven partially by her because like the look of the show is so distinctive yeah yeah, yeah. and so in this one it's a uh TV show about two two like best friends. They were roommates, and um, but now they're not anymore because one of them is had her boyfriend move in, um, and it is Tuca, a toucan, played are uh, voiced by Tiffany Haddish and Birdie, who is I guess she's like a chickadee, a, par- a sparrow. She's a um, well, she, her last name is Song Thrush, but I guess I don't know. I, she's like a songbird. 
Yeah, oh, some okay. kind of song. Well, I'm assuming that's what she is, because her boyfriend, yeah. Speckle, is Speckle Robin, so I'm assuming he's a Robin. Yes. Um, Speckle. Yes. So, yeah, and she's played by Ali Wong, the comedian. Um, and it is, honestly, this is... I say this all the time, but every, like, I feel like every month there's a new show, and I'm like, this is my favorite show of the year. <laughs> it's a delight. And there are all these, all these new shows that are great are, like, female-led. It's so awesome. God, like, we, I know I said that about Russian Doll. Can you imagine the kind Doll. of genius we could have been producing for the last 30 years if we, like, had let women do more I think about that television. all the time. Yeah. I think about it all the time. I mean, television is heaven, definitely... we're going we're gonna to get to read all the content that was, like, like suppressed by right. the patriarchy just because women weren't given the opportunity so like right on a lot heaven of heaven will be that is just like reading all of the female yeah. created stuff right so. i mean you know like we've been talking about better things we've been like talking about like you know of course like broad city i mean like they, i think the immediate comparison that comes to mind is of course broad very city. much broad city it's yes. a broad city um, sort of and and i know that like Lisa tuka Hannibal... is alana birdie is abby yes about two twenty late 20 something people yeah, I mean, I, I, and I mean, and Lisa Hannawal is, um, she's very clear about the fact that Broad City has been a huge influence on her, and like she's very inspired by, yeah. um, uh, by Abby and Alana and uh, and and their you know running of the show there you know and she was kind of like so she's developed um Tuka and Birdie with um the executive producer of of Bojack you know who really wanted to help like you know help her develop her own voice and help her develop her own characters you know that are and she's like and and so this show is is really all you know she's all over it I mean uh she does write on this show she does um you know she doesn't actually do the immediate like art design but like of course everything is approved by her. I mean, it's all her, like, it's her voice and her vision. And that is like, so cool. Um, she, I have two of her books. I was really a built-in audience for this because we know the Bojack is basically my favorite comedy. Uh, yeah. And I even feel like this is like, has such a wider audience. This is just so delightful. It's weird. It's delightful. And it's weird. I do think a lot of people are turned off by the, the, just kind of at times abject darkness of Bojack. And yeah. this is not the same tone. Definitely. They're, and like to be like, they are different shows. Like I would recommend Bojack to a lot of people. And I might not necessarily recommend this because mm-hmm. Bojack, what it makes Bojack great is that it, it is deeply funny, but you do have to be like, I'm going to watch something serious. Yeah. You know, not like, like, not like you're going to like sit down in drama, but you're not, it's not mindless. You're going to, you know, sit there and like, be like this, this will maybe challenge me in some way yeah and Tuca and Birdie does deal with like really important stuff but the way they do it they sneak it in along with like just goofiness and yeah. absurdity you know like where um you know t- uh, there's the one scene where Birdie is out going for a run she's going to take some me time and she just gets catcalled the entire time in the park and the way they do it is so ludicrous. And it ends with, like, one guy just being like, I love your tibia and your, your like, your femur. <laughs> I, and then she, like, looks at him and he, he's like, I'm a, like, a bone doctor. I can't think of the word. And he's like, but at night I'm a creep. And it's hysterical. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, there are all these things, like, you don't, you don't really stop laughing too much to, but, like, you, you do notice the serious issues that they're dealing with, you know. For sure. Um, 
And I mean, I don't want to get too in the weeds on the plots because I want to be able to. I don't want to. I don't want to. The show is yeah, so delightful. Yeah, because it gears up. Spoil you don't want to like. Yeah, it just starts it off works. a little bit slower, but yeah. And it works up to these. I mean, you know, it, it's it does become a show that is partially about PTSD and like struggling to maintain newfound sobriety and you know sexual harassment and like I and there are some really. Um, the, the, I think the show builds to the, the major turning points at the near in the last like three episodes of the season. I think it builds to them so well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Tuka, I mean, a birdie starts working with a man. She just like idolizes this baker and played by Reggie Watts. Played, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's great. He's the, vo- he's I mean, really God, we can take a second to like talk about There's so many good guest stars. There's so many good. The acting is so, I mean, Tiffany Nicole Haddish, Byer is like I, 10 different characters. I'm obsessed um, with Nicole Byer and she, she does. I, I'm so glad she's doing voice work. Cause she has such a beautiful, like, like resonant voice and yes. it suits it so well you can recognize her instantly yes and she doesn't even i mean honestly her voice doesn't she plays like 10 different characters her voice doesn't really change for any of those no. characters but each one each character even though it's the exact same voice like has its own like you can just tell even from a few lines like has its own personality and yeah. like i mean i think tiffany haddish in particular is tuka blew me away she is, man, you just like, it's, she's so lovable. It's so great. She's you know what so I mean? good. And like, it's, I think, you know, I think people tend to think that the like bigger, louder, more extroverted character, like is going to not be as nuanced, but she brings so much to that role. Tuka is an incredibly well-written character. Oh, and yeah. You first, you notice it first with the episode, I think, where she, like, you, you see that she's, like, human for the first few episodes, for sure. But it's the episode where she goes to her well, human-esque. Aunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Human-esque. For a bird. <laughs> I think that's also interesting in a, in a way that, the, that distinct, like, makes this show distinct from Bojack. Like, Bojack, there are a lot of humans, and there are... To what I recall, I don't think there are any humans in this show at all. There's one background so. character who comes in. But also, so like to that point, for me, you know, me saying like she's, you see that she's human and she's a right. fucking toucan. Right. Um, <laughs> there's something I can't, I've been trying to figure out what it is that makes the show, I don't know, more moving or funnier or more compelling by the fact that they're all birds. <laughs> like I... And the same with Bojack. Like, I think with Bojack, it's much more of, like, an absurdist thing. But I don't know if it's if it's that it somehow distills the actual behavior and stuff or or what it is. But it's so much better than if they were just actually humans. I agree. It wouldn't be as interesting. And it's not as simple as just, like, well, of course it's funny. They're animals instead of humans. Like, it's not that simple. There's something else happening there that makes this, like, way more compelling and interesting. More interesting. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, they have human elements in the same way that people do on BoJack. Like they have, you know, they have boobs. butts, they have butts, they have boobs, they have hands, I think a lot of them. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, there's like enough there that, you know, that you're like kind of still identifying with them as people. But like, right. Yeah, there's something really, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it makes them it's more just... of like ciphers. Yeah. like identity like it could be you could you know you don't 
it's not you don't see someone as a specific age or like race or weight or something like that yeah yeah I think that's a good point and and I think also maybe it has something to do with that it creates a it, it contributes to a universe that's so specific that you get really captured in it you know, the whole, I mean, yeah. you know, like it's, it's and the not, art, I think, contributes to that. Uh, the art is so beautiful. The art directions. I mean, it's a very surreal look to the show. The It's very, again, like very different from Bojack, which is, again, like basically set in a human, like a, a slightly a slight variation on like a human world. But this is like a totally, I mean, this is a place that's like, you know, they're in like it's called a, Bird City. Bird it's City. Not Hollywood. It's not Hollywood. Yeah. It's not. An, it's not really even supposed to be in our like universe, you know, at all. And like the colors are just like neon and bright and like you know, it's very lush. It's yeah. very lush. I, oh my god, that's the other thing is a uh, you know lush. I kind of want to live in this world. I know. I know. I just it's wanted to like. Weirdly. I wanted to be like just like enmeshed in it, or like you know. And I mean, so that's the other thing I loved about this is. Uh, this it's both it's both animals and it's plants <laughs> um draca the, the trees well like and specifically like plant trees. across the hall. and i don't know if it's like a bird thing right like well i think always... it's i think it's i guess is it only there's some like cactuses there's some i mean draca across the oh, hall remember uh you know yeah, their neighbor the cool, she's like cool neighbor. <laughs> cool neighbor whose uh home is filled with turtles for no discernible reason um so funny. the 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 plants are like very oh yeah the the teen plants that are like <laughs> hanging out on the balcony of their apartment like building. your shoes yeah <laughs> so good like i mean the plants talk there's no real reason that the plants talk but it's mostly and then animals. every now and then there's other animals like it'll be like okay right. there's she's dating a chimpanzee and then her um you know the one neighbor is a dog and right. The butler There's is a, a dog. snake, but it's for the most part birds. It's like all birds except for like a few random animals. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's so I don't know about you, but I was like very into old Nickelodeon. Like I was into Nickelodeon, loved Nickelodeon cartoons growing up. Like, uh, like Ren, uh, like Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's yeah, Modern we, Life. We a hundred percent did not have Ren and Stimpy on in our house. Well, we I was. Watch, I did watch some Rocco, but Rocco, not Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy was a show that I think I like. I I it was I loved, but also terrified me. <laughs> um, and Ren and you know those kind of that era of Nickelodeon cartoons is also very fucking weird, and I kept actually thinking about um, Ren and Stimpy while I was watching this and this is not a show that is like obviously Red and Stimpy didn't have a whole lot of like pathos to it. Rocco's Modern Life actually had a little bit Rocco's more. Modern Life super did. Yeah. yeah, Rocco's Modern Life did. Um but I mean those were just shows that were they were weird and they were, you know, right, they were also not necessarily human driven. I think again especially Rocco. Um it was Rocco a mouse? Rocco, well, Rocco was a, um, he was a, not a kangaroo, a, uh, variant on the kangaroo, like, um. Wallaby. Wallaby, right. Um, but his friends were heifer, his friend was a cow. Um, I think that was, his boss was a very mean fish. Yeah. Like, Rocco was also a very animal-driven world. Um, Ren and Stimpy, I think there were some humans. Stimpy, but um, 
you know, I just like I, I just kept thinking about that, and I, I like assumed That's that there was some yeah, influence. Yeah, I definitely didn't think about that at all. I think I was assuming there was some influence from there as well. I actually, like went on a. You can watch a lot of Rocco on YouTube, which I did a couple of years ago. Oh, funny. I think that like I, you know, corporations are bad. Netflix is evil. Surely, I'm I'm sure it's bad bad company. Probably like is the probably... creative director just founded started a Kickstarter for masculine water. Oh God, it's, of Rocco? It's called it like murder your thirst, and it's all just like water for men. Oh God, water for men. I didn't yeah. need. To, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't think it was a joke. I I'm saw sure. it recently, so I know it wasn't April Fools. Oh God. Well, like yeah. I mean, I was saying like you know because I. I think I had a few conflicting thoughts, you know, I I was definitely thinking about that era of Nickelodeon shows, which kind of ceased to exist by the late 90s or by like the early 2000s, yeah. um, where you have Adult Swim come onto the scene, which became like the home for deeply weird um, animated shows that you probably wouldn't see anywhere else. But like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure Netflix is, like, contributing to some terrible shit, but, like, I am just so glad that I have an opportunity to watch a show like this. Yeah. Um, And that it's, you know, that it it has a home where I think it is probably, where you know, where it is nurtured, hopefully in a similar way to how BoJack has been nurtured. Um, You know, like... Like, I'm just really glad that Netflix exists to, like, allow these shows to... I'm glad Lisa Hannawald exists. Sam. I mean, Sam. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, we're Oh, and saying... also I want to briefly plug the, the theme song. Oh, the theme song's great. It's so good. It's good. I get so I get so jazzed before every episode. I'm like, I yeah, know. Yeah, Toucan Too good, birdie. Too good, birdie. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Um, I love the. Yeah, we were talking about the art direction. The episode called "The Jelly Lakes" near the end of the show, um, where they encounter, they meet up with uh, Birdie's high school or uh, middle school childhood swim coach and her wife, um, and and her wife played by Ugh. Isabella Rossellini. I know. <laughs> the second she started talking, I like grabbed the couch. I was like, "It's Isabella Rossellini." Um, I'm impressed. Yeah. And I, I, uh, and I Jane Lynch, dance, so and Jane Lynch playing the swim coach. Yeah. Um and, and, and so also quickly Richard E. Grant is her boss. Richard E. Grant is the boss. Is so good. <laughs> I love Richard. It's, so great. it's such a like this cast is just amazing. Um, oh, and Aquafina is her boob. <laughs> Aquafina, her huh? boob that walks off the job after being that was one of my favorite jokes. Was when like that was brilliant. actually here. Let, we'll re- let's return to that. I do want to talk about that briefly. But you were talking about the the scene where she at the end. When she well, she her, just like I mean, I think the art direction in that episode is particularly amazing, and the the um, Isabella Rossellini character is supposed to be this kind of like artist who makes these um like little scenes paper cut 
uh, paper cut scenes in inside of eggs <laughs> instead of like hollowed out eggs. Yeah. Um, and they use that design of the paper cut to um, to to portray this really heartbreaking incredible scene that i definitely don't want to spoil but um i was almost crying at the end of that episode i i just it was like so beautifully done um and i oh god it was amazing but yeah what were you saying about the uh well and i loved how they would mix like live action yes. stuff with it like, it's like some mixed media stuff for flashbacks instead of cartoons and they would yeah. have like puppets for like tuka walking that oh, was great um yeah um no i was just gonna plug um something i really loved is that well like one thing about it is that it it it's very much clearly show for females Yes, right, show for like yeah. not not for females, but it's about that. And Women it's like, oriented and about their experiences. Yeah, largely. but the way like we would watch like a funny show that has two male leads and just be like, this is just a funny show about human experience. I feel that mm-hmm. way very strongly about this show. Like, I don't get this sense that like this is about like what it's like to be a lady. Mm-hmm. I get this sense that it's like it just it's like a great show that centers women's issues on it as like as as being as massive as that as they are for us mm-hmm. and the the sexual um harassment episode where mm-hmm. birdie it's early in the the season um where birdie is talking to that cock <laughs> at work he's actually yeah. a rooster he um played by john is, early <laughs> yeah and he, he like to, he's like ooh, bold move like wearing that tight sweater like if you're gonna ask for a raise like you might i can see what you're trying to do and it's just she's just dressed normal right but she just like it, it focused on her boob and it was gross and it was harassing to her. And her Aquafina plays her boob, her left boob just like leaves. So she has this like hole in her chest. Hey. Oh, hey, there you are. Yeah, the prodigal bosom returneth. I feel bad for splitting, but boy, did I need a drink. There, there, little pretty. Tell your Auntie Tuchels all about it. Birdie's boss barely notices we exist. I swear. Oh, man. And that nasty rooster sexually harassed us today? So humiliating. Oh, no. Plus, the bathroom stinks, and there's a lady on her phone in there all day, so we can't poop. Oh, hell no. Birdie needs my help. Yeah, she could really use some support. (laughs) And bra joke. I think Tuka, this is such a good joke, Tuka called him a boob spooker. Was that what you called him? Like, and I'm like, that's so it. Because when a guy says something gross, or anyone, but it's usually like men, right? Say something gross, you have this sense that you just like want to like just not have these boobs anymore. It's right. Just, you just like, want everything like... about like you just don't want your butt anymore. You don't. Right. Want you just want to make yourself feel small and yeah, not you just want to go away. And obviously, like, boob spooking is such. A, if I hope that's the right term, I need to rewatch it. But I'm pretty sure that was it. And it, if that's not the actual term, it was like something close to. The, that captures that and it's like i thought that was so perfect and but it was but it's also hysterical like that's such a funny joke like he's a boob spooker so i i I agree i love (laughs) that scene i loved the whole thing i think the boob walking off has gotten a lot of uh has gotten a lot of like attention in the trying to promo this show because like it's just it's so really encapsulates like both there's boobs everywhere yes yeah and like I, I think it's in a way kind of similar to another show we loved this year, Pen Fifteen. 
um, that really just, it centers things that women go through without being a, just a show that like, it's not like just a show that like women, it's not coded really for women. It's not just a show that women can enjoy, but it does like center things that women feel different. It's not a show that's made to show these scenes. It's a show about these women and that they use these scenes. They're just like, well, this, of course we're going to include a scene like this, but the show isn't supposed to be a vehicle for these scenes. Like it's not trying to make a point with each. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I feel like that's more of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of, they, they, it's, it's like, we're going to talk about these women's lives. So of course we're going to show, things like yeah it's much more honest yeah we're gonna show things like you know them masturbating or like them like you know so much masturbation so much masturbation i love it again like so many so many great masturbation scenes uh went <laughs> on that's a really good point this year yeah <laughs> this year i love it we had sex education we had this i i don't remember like we had broad city who, wait, who in sex education well i can't remember if there are any women specific masturbation scenes but there are they're scissoring well there's the scissoring (laughs) there is like and there are there are like very i think like natural like male masturbation scenes there's also great women's there's also just like it's a show that centers women's sexual desire in a way that this one also talks about in pen 15 like you know and the one in the scene in pen 15 it's it's hilarious desire and frustration and like fear yeah i mean i i think it's so i mean again like i had high hopes for this show um it didn't disappoint it did not disappoint really at all i'm just oh god we didn't even mention uh steven uh i don't know exactly how you say his last name i don't know if it's oh, yun i don't know maybe yun yeah i would assume yun um also on uh also on um i think you should leave <laughs> he's also on i think you should leave yeah yeah he's, he's pretty he's in a couple he's of, funny yeah. he doesn't really get to be like like super funny in this as speckle but he's more no, of a he's straight very man likeable. he's very like well i loved speckle yeah. um and yeah i just oh god everything please watch this show yeah please watch if you're listening show. to our show you'll probably like this show like, yeah, it's, I think that's... it's so good. It's so good. I loved it so much. I I I'm already so, so excited for the second season. Um, so what we're watching, what we're not watching. All right. Yeah. So watching this week, I think we're both planning to watch Dead to Me, which is this another Netflix show um, that just came on uh, starring Christina Applegate. And um, is it Le- Le- Lisa Candelaresi? Can't. Help me out. Yeah, Linda? To... It's Linda. Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Cardellini. Yes. Wow. From... I was... you, were, you had the, some of the correct letters. Linda Cardellini. From uh, Freaks and Geeks. I should have just like gone through and just tried out a bunch until I would have ended up with Linda Cardellini. And Lisa. Like, That's it. But like I could have, we could have had so many wonderful options. Um, Lisa Cannoli. Um, Lisa Cannoli. Oh, I want Cannoli. Could have been, could have been a good one. Um, Linda Cardellini from Freaks and Geeks from ER. Um... Uh, I think this show looks good. Yeah, it's about Christina Applegate's character's husband has died and plus mystery, I think. I think it gets, it's a comedy plus there's some mystery. I think. Well, she, it's, so her her husband, this is all I, I've not read anything about it because I didn't want to spoil too much, but this is all what I've gleaned from just the trailer. Um, Her husband dies, I think, in a car accident 
and then she goes to this support group for for people who are grieving and she meets linda catalina she meets her cardellini elsie 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 i don't know why i have a hard time with this name she meets her and um whose fiance just died and they um kind of become like weird sort of friends and then she lets elsie linda cardellini move into i got it that time move into like her guest house or something or her in-law suite or whatever and then there's all this stuff about maybe like you know Linda Cardellini had committed crimes or something. They're like, who have you brought into the house? Like, she's a crazy person. But, like, it's kind of like, well, it's okay because we're friends. And it's about, you know, these two women in their 40s. Just, I don't know. Who knows? It might be about more than that. It might be about less than that. You know, things I mentioned might be downplayed, but I don't know. I'm excited to find out. It looks good. And I think Christina Applegate is uh, lovely. Um, And I don't think she I, I guess i can't tell if it's like does she not work enough because she doesn't want to work that much anymore does she like not work enough yeah you she's never know i just feel like she lady been and she, yeah, yeah she's, she's funny. really funny and she's delightful um linda carlini is obviously also very good um she's uh despite the fact that she was in the green book last year but uh yeah i guess we can forgive her for those for that sin um and... I like that she's playing the wacky person and Christina Applegate is playing the yes, relatively it... straight person. True. Linda Carlini in a in a uh right, it is usually the straight woman. So I am yeah. I'm I'm interested in that as well. Um What are we not watching? I'm not watching Chernobyl, which has been Okay, so I don't know anything aggressively about this. Please tell me why me. I should not watch it. I don't have any I, I'm sure it's good I, I don't have any particular what is it, it it's about I mean it's many it's about the Chernobyl explosion um I, I believe mean, it's based is, on a is, book. is this like a mini series is this on HBO? yeah it's on HBO it it's on HBO um I guess I am assuming it's self-contained uh and it's a mini series. I don't I don't know that you can squeeze multiple seasons out of Chernobyl nor should we um but I do I think it's a mini series yeah um, yeah. I do. I hear it's very well researched, um, but I'm just like my life is only so long. Do I need to spend? Yeah, I've precious been moments one of those things of that I'm like, I will watch this, and then I never would. Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, like I'm like, do I need to spend moments, precious moments, being that bummed out? But I'm also someone who's eagerly waiting the return of The Handmaid's Tale, so I don't. You yeah, know, that's what do I know? Weird. I contain um, multitudes. Yeah. Um, but You should just Google what like Chernobyl looks like now. <laughs> just Wikipedia. Nature, no, because nature has totally taken over and it's just kind of like weirdly inspiring. Oh, interesting. There was yeah. also a horror movie a few years ago about people who like go to Chernobyl and get haunted by the ghosts of people who died at Chernobyl. Well, I don't like know that. about that movie. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. If not, then this is me. Then you need to copywriting that immediately. Yeah, this is me (laughs) saying no one else is allowed to have that idea. No, I'm sure someone else has already had that idea. I think that was the thing. Um, Yeah, I don't. Again, I'm not like anti this project. I just will not be watching. It might be too much. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch Chernobyl. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I probably won't. That's okay. There's gonna be too much other like. It's too much other good stuff coming up that. Um, 
Actually, I do think that Handmaid's Tale comes back in June. So now that I've said that, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's a not watching for me. <sighs> oh, man, I'm excited, though. I'm excited. Absolutely no. Um, okay, anyway, so that's kind of well, it for us. We squeezed a lot in there. We did, we did, we did. Um, and everyone listen to Tuca and Birdie. Or Every- watch Tuca and Birdie. Listen to us. Listen to us. Watch Tuca and Birdie. Watch that. I mean, don't watch it with the sound off. Listen to it also. And listen to the Listen and watch, because there's boobs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Bird boobs. Bird boobs. <laughs> Bird boobs. Two also, words for you. Also a few scenes Confidence. with some, uh, some burb vagina, also, if I recall. Yeah. There's a couple of explicit yeah. scenes. It's... Yeah, but the, like, they, there's like boobs growing out of buildings. And oh, stuff. right. Yes. They're like part of the landscape. It's so yeah. good. God, yeah, what no, a matriarchy. I, have, I can yeah. only imagine... Of course, the in in Bird World in Tuka and Bird, you know the president's woman. Oh, in Bird, yeah, in, in yeah. Tuka and Birdie World. Yeah, she's like a, like a, a I don't know, a, a hawk, a hawk. Ooh, a hawk would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stork's yeah. too maternal. <laughs> too many maternal. Yeah, I was thinking of like I couldn't remember. I was thinking of an egret. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's better than a stork. Yeah, yeah we got too yeah. many, too many. I don't uh, know what the difference is, but it implies. A lot of weird things about motherhood with the storks. So I would say some kind of badass. Storks didn't ask for that association. I know. It's true. It's not their fault. (laughs) They didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for that. They're like, we hate kids. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They probably eat theirs. Okay. Anyway. Um, All right. Yeah. We're approaching our time to sign off. I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Good night. Ducks, a boob spooker!